Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. We have a special treat for you today at the bottom of the hour. We have State Senator Dennis Linthicum. He's one of the 13 that is going to be unconstitutionally, in my humble opinion, and which is, by the way, likely to be a lawsuit that will be filed when it is ripe, which won't be till September. A lawsuit that says, you know, when the people of Oregon amended Measure 113, by Measure 113, I misspoke, amended Oregon's Constitution saying, ah, 10 or more absences, boom, you can't serve again. Well, you can't run for re-election. You can run for election later, but not for re-election. That's going to be that's going to get tried in court. I've told you all along, I believe it's unconstitutional. and I think it is. That doesn't mean that the Oregon Supreme Court, if it's filed in state court, wouldn't find it, of course, constitutional as they are want to do whatever the liberals want, because they're all liberals to begin with, all handpicked by Kate Brown. But federal court would be different, assuming that there is a federal basis for such a lawsuit. Dennis Linthicum is one of these senators from down south in the Lakeview area, Klamath Falls, who is going to be subject to this provision of Oregon's Constitution, which is unconstitutional. We're going to talk with him at the bottom of the hour. Now, what else is going on there that matters? Well, apparently, but let, let me let me give you the quote of the day. Quote, she has burned me one too many times, unquote. Quote of the day. Write it down. She has burned me one too many times, said Republican Senator Dan Bonham. You see... Yesterday, Tina wanted to meet with the Senate Republicans at 11 o'clock. Wanted to meet in person. Of course, that created a little bit of a problem because the Senate Republicans are not going to be in the building in numbers large enough for the Democrats to do a what's called a call of the Senate, which then compels the sergeant of the arms to search the buildings, including the restrooms, which, by the way, you should know that in Oregon's past, yes, members of the House and the Senate have actually hid in the restrooms during a call. Searches compels them to come to the floor. You have to come to the floor if you're in the building. Now, if you're not in the building, then you can't. So Tina gets mad and storms out of the meeting, not wanting to talk to the Channel 2 reporter. And Republicans were more than willing to meet with her, but they joined the meeting primarily by Zoom. Not all of them, but some of them. Bonham said, she's burned me one too many times. I'm not going to let the governor have the potential to change her mind on utilizing the state troopers or whatever to pull us back into the building. Now, this distrust 
comes from her reneging on the deal back in 2020 on the redistricting plans. So trust, you know, we used to say in the legislature that your word is the only currency in the building. It doesn't mean anything to the radical left that runs the Oregon legislature. Didn't mean anything to Tina Kotek as Speaker of the House. Doesn't mean anything to Rob Wagner as President of the Senate. So they are smart, the Republicans. And, and I think only, I think Dick Anderson was the only Republican to actually show up in person in the room with her. Bonham completed his interview saying, I will say loud and clear, Republicans have an interest in passing bipartisan bills and bipartisan budgets. So there you go. She's burned me one too many times. Now, you know, folks, the reason I do this show is so that you can have those persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world. You could start maybe a conversation about that, saying, she's burned me one too many times. You know who just said that? A state senator who got burned by the governor when the governor was Speaker of the House because she reneged on a, her word. She went against her word. So why should you trust people that go against their word? Give you their word and then don't follow through or change it. June 25th is the end of the legislative session, friends. Can't come soon enough. Now, the governor, of course, could send out the state police like Kate did to try to find Republicans. They left the state. Because what you may not know is this. You may not know that Republicans have been showing up in the Senate every day for committee hearings, those committees that are still open. Because most of them are shut down at this point. There's two or three that are still open. Usually, uh, judiciary stays open because they typically have the most uh, bills that they have to hear. And always the Rules Committee. The Rules Committee is the catch-all committee. It's the Senate President or the Speaker's Committee. And you have to be willing to fall on your sword and commit absolute political suicide to serve on that committee because you will do whatever the Speaker says or the House or the Senate president says in the Rules Committee. Now, just to tell you, you know, the old saying is that politics makes strange bedfellows, and it does. But there's also very little loyalty in politics. For instance, the largest private sector union in the state wants to recall a top Democrat lawmaker. Huh? What? 
Yeah, it's the United Food and Commercial Workers. These are the people that serve us at Safeway or Fred Meyer or Albertsons or wherever. They have decided they want to go after a big time union Democrat who served there a long time. Paul Holvey served with me when I was in the legislature. He's pretty powerful. He's the speaker pro tem. That means when the speaker ain't around, he's number two in line. They were frustrated because they say he killed a bill that would have made it easier for cannabis workers to unionize. They also cited his a bill that failed pandemic benefits and Halvey's vote for a 2019 bill cutting pension benefits for public employees. Okay. Now, in my time with knowing Paul Holvey, no one has been a bigger promoter or defender of the unions than this guy. But even some of them recognize that there are limits to what you can do based on the Constitution and based on federal law. The House Majority Leader, Julie Fahey, Democrat out of Eugene, defended him, sharing a link to an April legal opinion from Legislative Council, the lawyers that work for the legislature, saying the bill sought by the unions would conflict with federal labor laws. Oopsies. Doesn't matter. It also, this is where LaMata comes in. And this is where going to transition from this because the union alleged that Holvey helped out LaMata by killing legislation supporting workplace rights for cannabis workers. Just a month after his caucus's campaign fund was showered with LaMata's cash contributions. You know, these are the ones that these are the cash folks these are actual cash this is not a check this is cash now this is how you can make a difference Senator Brian Boquist has put forward and you can see this uh, if you get his newsletter, he has put forward a way that you can file complaints. Official conduct complaints, a legislative complaint. So his newsletter and I will send it to you if you do not have it, but it is, it is out there. And there's a link to it uh, that I can provide for you. It's out of call-out media. 
It is how you can complain officially. And this is what Brian Boquist told us Friday at the Oregon Taxpayer Coalition meeting that he spoke at. There are floor letters and vote explanations. This is all included in this regarding the corruption, this kind of corruption that touches not just Shamia Fagan, but touches Tina Kotek, Ellen Rosenblum, Rob Wagner, all of the state's top five Democrat leaders are touched by this because they did not file. These are This is actual cash given to them. Now, in the link that I will show share with you, there's all kinds of newsletters that you can read how this happens. There are certain complaints, constitutional complaints, and I'm going to read for you when we come back from the break, the, the break, sample letter. I will send these to you. Now, you need to rewrite them in your own words. And then I'll share with you one of our listeners who did rewrite this and sent it. What you need to do. We need to flood certain people with thousands of complaints. Now, I'll tell you what the benefit of that is when we come back to 20. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Margo listens to this show. She lives in Portland, by the way. I know her from my other political meeting. She sent a letter to Senator Wagner. Now, what Senator Boquist is suggesting is that we file a complaint And I'm going to tell you who you file that complaint with and why in a moment. Also got to remind you that Eric Azer Righteous Renovations is a guy that you can trust as a contractor to come in your home and work on your home and do things that you want in your home. Renovations, remodeling additions. He specializes in tile work and other things, but he can do it all. And he works with other people, too. More importantly, he's a man of faith who lives out that personal faith in literally how he works with you. This is so important. So I want you to think about going to his website, RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. 
dot com. And his phone number's up there, and you can email him. And the most important thing is that you take a moment. If you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition, look at the work, that, the pictures, the before and after shots of some of the projects you've done and read about the very satisfied customer comments. That ought to give you great confidence that he's someone you can trust. Come into your home. Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com. Before I read you this email about this legislative complaint, a formal legislative complaint, let's talk to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Hey, my brother. I want to address two issues. One is that Kevin Mannix and Mr. Conrad, I read their responses concerning why they voted for House Bill 2375, I mean, Senate Bill 2375. That's the bill that says basically if three or more people get together to, uh, you know, have organized rallies over the last seven years full of war, Finnegan and everything else. I have to have a security team. We also involve the local sheriff, the police department, and anybody else, and the state police when we organize and have a peaceful rally, minus when Antifa tries to stir things. This is basically giving Antifa the right to be deceitful and carry stuff and shoot, throw eggs, laced with uh, tear gas and everything else. But, you know, I'm ashamed of him. He has been, he's been two-faced as hell. And to insult me as a veteran, to organize when I have rallies, is bull sugar and dishonorable. Now, the second issue concerning the, uh, you know, what did I say for the second issue real quick here <laughs> for a second? But the second issue, I believe, personally, is that the senators are doing a great job. I will say that the uh, Senate Knope says uh, they're going to hold their ground. I mean, did you know that I, that the state police, when I went to Rob Wagner's last Thursday, and just give them an education, because 34 years ago, we had Tiananmen Square while I was in the Navy, and I would go to watch the six cities, including Shanghai, Beijing, and a few other places, Canton. Keeping generations of this generation that's in their 30s and younger, all the way down to 16 years old, being slaughtered for the t- for speaking up, freely protesting. And this is a setup we're slowly going to see in this state, what I've seen about Democrat Party, because their bills was not comprehensive to an eighth grade level. And at the same time, Mr. Wagner's taking money from LaModa. Or uh, as the as I call them, the cartel, because you got a shop on Portland Road that's been there for five years, minus a uh, a food cart, a food cart being there. Then they owe six point eight million dollars in state taxes. All I see is funneling the money from the cartels of China and Mexico, along with the child trafficking. But nobody wants to address that. But getting back to the point about the state police was called on me when I went to Rob Wagner's talking to the liaisons peacefully. This, that, another. You want to talk about a racist deal of the Democrat Party? You're going to have every town for gun safety yelling and screaming and everything else. That's okay. You can have them post a Black Lives for Mention sign and LGXYZ signs which may be offensive to me. That's okay. We believe in freedom of speech. is one-sided. But yet the Senator Mannings, the Ray Nails, or... Rob, well, that's Rob, exactly Senator right. Rob Wagner is and, basically and Ron, demonic, for, Marxist, and unconstitutional. Thanks for calling. Uh, I, I appreciate. It. I'm. I, I'm going to let you go. All right. You God bless for, you, for brother. Calling, brother. Um, thanks for sharing that story because the law is only applied to one side. 
conservatives. Doesn't matter what your color is anymore. That's Ronnie's point. Having a respectful conversation doesn't matter. If you disagree with the left, you're the enemy and they will call the state police on you. Even if you're being nice and respectful, ask Rebecca. Here's Margot's email to Senator Wagner. Per legislative counsel, the Senate president receives constitutional, statutory, and rules complaints from citizens then assigns them to a conduct committee or forms another special committee to investigate and resolve. As the complaint involves your leadership, it is, in addition, a call for your resignation. And then she goes on to talk about House Bill 2002, Senate President, the cash, drug money that he received. He says, under your leadership, she says, you have state senators who will not serve their constituencies. There seems to be only some kind of in-house private club aspect for running at the Senate. She lists other things. We're going to talk a little bit more about this because this actually matters. Senator Dennis Linthicum about it. The bottom of the hour when we come back from this break. But I'm going to tell you who you need to send these formal legislative complaints to and why. Go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. In a moment, we're going to chat with uh, State Senator Dennis Linthicum, who's been trying to join us. Got to remind you, uh, even though it's a little bit cool in Oregon right now, it's going to get warm. And if your air conditioning system is not keeping up, don't be miserable. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your home or your business right away, and they'll fix it. Call them at 503-580-1456. It's 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. Senator Dennis Linthicum joins us. He is uh, the Senate Republican Senator from District 28, which is down in Klamath Falls, Lakeview. Senator, welcome. Good morning, Jeff. It's uh, good to be here this morning. Um, it's a it's worthy of discussion. So thanks for having me on. So the quote of the day <laughs> is from one of your colleagues, Senator uh, Dan Bonham. It's, this is from the Oregonian story, talking, uh, addressing the, uh, the, the non-in-person meeting with the governor yesterday, uh, which I guess she stormed out because only one Republican showed up in person, others showed up on Zoom. And Dan Bonham said, here's the quote of the day, she has burned me one too many times, unquote, <laughs> based on her backing out of going against her word on that deal back in 2020 which was speaker of the house to let republicans have an equal voice in that 2020 redistricting plans is there trust problems going on with wagner and tina kotek 
in, indeed, there are, there are. We have had uh, problems of this sort over and over. The, the Democrats, you have to give them one thing. They're good at uh, keenly dividing words, crafting a message, dividing people amongst interest groups. And what, what you see here is she had a meeting with Republicans at 11 o'clock, uh, um, somehow imagining that we weren't smart enough to see that she could scoop <laughs> us up with a butterfly net. And she had a meeting with the Democrat caucus at noon. Now, in her, her mind, what changing from one to the other was, would have been no problem for her staff. They could have said, let's meet with the Democrats at 11. Let's meet with the Republicans after floor at noon. But she did it the way she did it to purposely set up this environment where she could claim disrespect. And the truth is we respect her um, her power, her deviousness, her and uh, and how much she disrespects us, and therefore um, we were hesitant. Um, Bonham has personal experience. I don't, but I've heard plenty of stories. As you know, there's no slicker grapevine than uh, the one operating in the Capitol. Yeah, uh, you know, I often say, Senator, that you know, being in the legislature is like. Well, it's like being a junior high school on steroids with adults because it's the same kind of juvenile behavior, backbiting, deal making, gossiping that that happens. You know, we used to say in the building, hey, your word is your currency. But apparently it isn't anymore because apparently Tina Kotek's word is not any good. So you were wise to stay away from getting caught up in that butterfly net. We're talking with State Senator Dennis Linthicum. You can go to his official Oregon State Senate website by going to oregonlegislature.gov, oregonlegislature.gov forward slash Linthicum, or you can just look for senators by Republicans, scroll down, find his name, and you can subscribe to his great newsletter. Now, in your last newsletter here, it uh, well at at least it may not be your last one, but it's called "What's Lurking in the Legislature," and in it you talk through the well the whole point about House Bill two thousand and two, which is maybe at the center of at least why you guys have have walked out. And it's not that it's just unconstitutionally writ written because it is as you guys point out, as you point out in your newsletter, but it's really the effect of it in the loss of parental rights and the damage it can do to these, these children. What kind of feedback are you getting from people? Because number one, about this bill, number one. Secondly, about you walking out and stopping it. Well, the, the, the problem is always, are we in our own echo chamber? My, my mail is 200 to one in favor. And, um, and uh, of I walking out in, in favor, uh, of, in favor out. Not of, in favor of our action. Okay. Right. 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 In favor of walking, our walking, uh, out through the denial of quorum. You know, technically we like to say we're denying quorum. We're there for committees. People are there in the building. We're around, just not on floor, simply to stop the business until we get a voice. 
we brought 73, count them, 73 bills to the floor. You can explain to your audience what that is. It's when a bill never gets a hearing in committee. And, and that was just a handful of bills that we identified never got a hearing in committee. So we tried to bring them to the floor. Every one of them was unanimous along party lines, Republicans and independents voting in favor Democrats voting against, and then they have the gall to say, we're bipartisan, we allowed your bills to go through the procedural motion of to bring it to the Senate floor, but not to have any public hearing, not to have any debate, not to have any open dialogue or persuasive moments. And somehow that equates to bipartisan. And so we finally just said, look at, this is, this is, this is wrong-headed, and we're going to put a stop to it. Well, and you have. So how does this, uh, I mean, how, how do you see this playing out? Uh, do you guys hold firm, and if the Democrats don't come to their senses and drop these bills before the end of June, the session, which is June 25th, then do you guys stay out? But if they do come to their senses and say, okay, We'll drop these bills if you'll come back and pass bipartisan bills like like you all have been saying you would do and bipartisan budgets. Can you trust them? I want to go back to this theme of trust. Can you trust them to follow through with that? Because once you're back in the building and they do a call of the house, they can run the table on you. Right. And and so that trust issue is exactly the game. The and this again is something your uh your uh people know better than the average guy walking around in in any city, any grocery store, anywhere in Oregon. Most people don't recognize that this is just a power play. It's a money grab. Taxpayers are going to be, have their wallets drained. Those economic resources are go, going to go to special interest. And, you know, think if you think about it, there's a lot of money in the drug cartel. There's a lot of money in sex trafficking. The city of Portland is the worst place yes, for sex is. trafficking crimes in the yes. United States of America. And somehow we're imagining that um, when we create a tourist industry for abortion and transgender surgery on underage uh, minors, that somehow there will not be any trafficking implications. And so there will be money behind drugs and porn and trafficking and child labor, um, uh, kidnapping, those kinds of things. And, and we're imagining somehow that if we just allow people who have been convicted operating in other states to come to Oregon and operate with a license because the legislation 2002 says the Board of Psychology shall not deny a license to an individual convicted in another jurisdiction. And then it goes on to try and make it sound like as long as they were only performing sex affirming care. And it's like, well, OK, describe to me what you mean by sex affirming care. And there are no definitions for sex affirming care. So this is a gigantic money laundering scam of some version or another. Plus, 
uh, Dornbecker Hospital will be making millions with lifelong pharmacological and surgical solutions on these kids as they start young and get drafted into this lifetime of misery. So, Senator, uh, unfortunately, uh, our time is is running out here. I want to, uh, you know, why don't we do this? Why why don't we have you back on next week, and and let's talk further. You bet. I, I'm more than happy to come back and we can talk about this. It's an important topic. All the bills that are on the table that are so, um, so quite frankly, um, uh, unconstitutional, uh, un- unconsensual. You know, there is no bipartisanship and frankly, they're illegal to boot. Um, these, the public needs to hear this. Thank you, Senator. We'll talk to you next week. Be blessed. 648, back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. I want to thank uh, Senator Dennis Linthicum again. If you want to sign up for both his newsletter or Senator Boquist, simply go to OregonLegislature.gov, click on Senate, and there your choice is senators by district, Democrats, independents, Republicans. Senator Linthicum is a Republican, so click on that, scroll down to find his name, and then on the right-hand side, you can subscribe to his newsletter. It comes from the state, and it is, it's just, all you have to do is enter in your email address. It's that simple. And the same is true with Senator Boquist. You click on independence because Senator Boquist and Senator Robinson are both former Republicans who have become independent. You can go to Senator Boquist's web page and go to the right and sign up for his newsletter. And you can, and there are newsletters that are there on the right. Although these are older ones that are actually on the state's website. To get the newest one, just sign up for his e-subscribe. So you just do that easily by going to the Oregon. And we're going to have him, by the way, on next Tuesday. Same thing, at same time. In fact, we're, we're probably going to do this uh, weekly, at least until the end of the legislative session. A program note for you. We are not going to be meeting what would be a normal political coffee clatch next Monday night. Not going to be meeting at all. Why? It's Memorial Day. That's why. I want you to be spending it with your family. We want you to remember the sacrifice of so many on Memorial Day because that's what it's all about. So Honky Tonk Bar and Grill will be closed that day. Good for them. 
So we're obviously not going to be meeting at all either. Two weeks after that, we will be meeting. So political coffee clatch will not be happening next Monday night. A state employee who shall never be named writes this email. Great interview with Senator Dennis Linthicum. It would be terrific if he could join your program on a weekly basis to provide that insider perspective and challenge your listeners with practical and effective ways to support the Republican effort to thwart the Marxist march towards our destruction. Yes, that's what we absolutely intend to do. Now, Senator Boquist, if you email me, I will send you the email uh, list and the links, right? I will send you the email list. I will send you the the email that I sent to the list as a follow-up to Senator Boquist being at my taxpayer coalition meeting, which some of you have signed up to attend in the future. We do this once a month. It's always the third Friday of the month at 9.30 in the morning. And you have to send me an email to get... Uh, signed up on the newsletter, the or rather the email list, so that you get an invitation and you know where it is. Because I don't talk about that on the air. Don't need the left showing up. Anyway, if you send me, how do you file a legislative complaint? Well, Senator Boquist sent us sample letters. Now, sample one, sample one, is three paragraphs, that's all. And you can write it in your own words and I highly recommend that. Just take it, don't make it, just just don't copy and paste, that's the wrong thing to do. And you wanna send this to two people, the district attorney in Marion County, Paige Clarkson, whom you've heard on this radio show and we're glad that she is the DA and not the George Soros funded challenger that she had and the sheriff, Joe Cast, of Marion County. Now, in it, in this sample letter, the there are links to it. And it talks about media, official records. And this is all about the corruption of the Democrats in Oregon. Okay, you need to understand that. That's what this is about. It can be other things. But the reason you send it to Paige Clarkson is because as you scroll down, you respectfully request that she, as DA, and he, as sheriff, begin investigations into this matter. Why? Because the legislature is in Marion County. And under statute, she is DA and he as sheriff are given the responsibility as what's called the county of precedence over the Oregon capital. That means the legislature. So you want to address this primarily to Paige Clarkson and Joe Cast, and their email links are in this, okay? 
all of the floor letters and vote explanations, all of the ORSs, Oregon laws, that are violated, money laundering, racketeering, harassment of legislatures, menacing of legislators, Oregon rules of professional conduct for lawyers, all of that is in here. We need to flood thousands and thousands of complaints to Paige Clarkson and to Sheriff Joe Cast. Why? Because you don't expect, you. there's no way in heaven nor hell that Ellen Rosenblum and the Oregon Department of Justice who are knee deep in this are gonna do any, launch any formal investigation that's gonna go anywhere. But a DA and a sheriff can, and they need to, and we need to force them to do it. Now, there's more. There's a sample letter to the Chief Justice of the Oregon Supreme Court about other complaints to be filed against Wagner, Rayfield, Floyd Prozanski being sworn in and High Fam being sworn in unconstitutionally. You can send that one. And then sending the emails to the conduct committees to Rob Wagner and Lori Blocker demanding, as Margot Logan did, an investigation. And then you copy other members of the legislature so that no one can say you never made the complaint. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.